everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick, the Bishop of the Burn, and with me as always... It's Gator. And we are joined by a special guest today on the phone. We have Drew Newman of J.C. Newman Cigars. Hello, Drew. Good afternoon, Bishop. How are you? I am great, and you are joining us for a very special reason. So I had a, right. fr- I had a friend of mine through Instagram, uh, Adam Stevens, send me a couple of the american cigars we got the um the american number three which i believe measures four and a half by 50 and so we uh we got these and they're a little hard to come by here in the middle of the country and so they're they're awful special and so we figured we'd go ahead and invite mr newman onto the show and talk a little bit about the cigars so we appreciate your time drew absolutely happy to be here so would you tell us a little bit about what we're about to smoke here? Sure, absolutely. So there are many wonderful cigars handmade all around the world, but there really is no cigar like the American. And what makes the American unique is that it's the first 100% all-American cigar. And what I mean by that is that we hand-roll the American in our 109-year-old cigar factory in the historic cigar city of Tampa, Florida, using all American heirloom tobaccos. But not only are all the components of the cigar itself made in America and grown in America, but everything about the project is all American. So the wood in the boxes, for instance, is, is grown in America, in Ohio. The boxes are made in Miami. The cellophane tubes are made in Pennsylvania. The, the hinges on the boxes are made in Massachusetts. The paper on the bands and the labels are, are made in Wisconsin using inks from North Carolina. Literally, from start to finish, every part about this project is all American, which uh, really speaks to who we are as a family and as a company. And we're a 124-year-old, four-generation American family-owned and operated business. And so uh, we're really excited to share the American and really help celebrate the fact that the United States has a very rich and long-standing tradition of premium cigars. And, uh, and, and it's a very special product, and so happy to share it with you guys today. Yeah. So from my research, it seems that from between – 1885-ish or so, and like the 1920s, so right up before the Great Depression, there were 150 cigar factories operating in and around Tampa, making like a half million cigars every year and everything. And and you guys are, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are located in Ybor City, right? So we are located in the historic El Relo Cigar Factory ah. in uh, the Ybor City Historic District, Um and El Relo in Spanish means the watch, and that refers to the famous clock tower uh, on our factory in Tampa. It's a beautiful 109-year-old building, and uh, uh, that's where we roll the American, and for our headquarters is, and we roll other cigars there, too. It's a very special building um, that we're in the process of restoring right now in preparation for our company's 125th anniversary next year, and so... Uh, love to invite you and all your listeners to come visit us in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, 
next year to to celebrate our anniversary and and to tour what really is the the the, the last operating cigar factory in uh, Ybor City. Definitely. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is Gator, by the way. If I'm not mistaken, the American was the first cigar rolled in that factory. What around 1910? Exactly. And so. When my great-grandfather founded our company in 1895, he started our business in Cleveland, Ohio. And and my grandfather moved our company from Cleveland to Tampa in 1954. And that's when we bought the historic El Relo Cigar Factory and moved into that building. But but our home, our, our building, El Relo, was built in 1910 by the Regensburg family. And the very first cigar that they rolled in the building in 1910 was the American. And we have a beautiful old um, uh, image of our factory from the University of South Florida's archives with uh, a big banner that says the American flying at the top of our clock tower. So it's, it's it, even though we are just now reintroducing the American as the first 100% all-American cigar in the world, uh, the, the brand's history and lineage goes back more than a century. It's a historic American cigar brand. So you've been pretty instrumental in in this uh, in this project. Like, is it safe to say that this has pretty much been your your baby to to bring back the American? Yeah, this is a, a project that we've been working on for about three and a half years now. Um, I'm sure you guys know, but but when you create a new cigar, it, it's a really long process in part because we're dealing with all-natural tobacco that has to be fermented and aged. It's, it's, it's not a machine that we're using to make these cigars. And so, so creating a new cigar takes years, and we've been working on this project for three and a half years. It, it, it took us a while to get it right, in large part because we're doing a lot of things in the States that nobody else is, is doing. And so uh, we, we kind of had to figure out how to make a all-American cigar by hand in the states all over again. So it it took a while, but we think the uh, it was well worth the wait. And I think you'll agree that it's a it's a unique cigar, a special cigar, and uh, it, it it's just a wonderful way to celebrate uh, the American cigar tradition. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it comes in four sizes. You've got the Churchill, Torpedo, Toro, and the Robusto, which we'll be smoking today. Yeah, that's what we're selling it now. We roll it in a few other sizes just for, for fun, but those are the four sizes we've released so far, and uh, um, so happy you guys can enjoy it. Yeah, that's definitely. Awesome. So we're, well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, he's cut getting, my cigar. He's getting ready to cut. I'm getting ready to light. Nice. And we're going to get this guy going here. I don't want to wait any longer. We're going to fire this up and try it out. While you guys are lighting the cigar, let me tell you a little more about what's in it. And so, again, the cigar from start to finish is all American. So, of course, that means it's only tobaccos grown in the United States in the cigar. And what you'll taste at the beginning when you first uh, a puff on it really is the uh, wrapper. And what we have on the American is Florida sun-grown wrapper. It's tobacco grown on an eight-acre farm just north of Orlando by Jeff Borshowitz. Um, a longtime cigar retailer and cigar enthusiast in Florida. And, and you may have seen the, uh, the, the Drew Estate Florida Sun Grown Cigar, which has become very popular too. 
But that cigar has Jeff's tobacco in the filler. So the American really is the first cigar with the Florida Sun Grown as a wrapper. And so it, it, it's, it, it's unique in that as well, that it's the first time anyone has seen in generations what Florida-grown tobacco is like. The, um, the binder is traditional Connecticut Broadleaf, the most popular American premium cigar tobacco. And, and Connecticut Broadleaf has been grown in the uh, Connecticut River Valley outside of Hartford since the mid-1700s. So it's a historic American heirloom uh, cigar tobacco leaf. And uh, our, our eighth-generation family farmer in Connecticut who grows the, the binder for us also grows a little bit of the, of the Connecticut Havana seed filler that we blend into the American. And the rest of the filler is grown by the, the Mennonites in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, hmm. where um, the Amish and the Mennonites have been growing American cigar tobacco since the 1600s. And so what you're tasting with the American really is is history. It's, it's, it's the fact that we have uh, uh, centuries of, of cigar history in the United States that uh, are, are, is showcased in the American with its 100% all-American tobacco. That's really neat. Um, I'm getting kind of a little bit of a, I don't know, cedary, creamy, um, maybe like a toasted bread kind of taste off the beginning of this thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, Jeff, what are you getting off of it? I don't know if I'm getting toasted bread. A little bit. It's a very, it's kind of a medium-bodied smoke. It's very, it's very flavorful. I can't put my finger on what it is. Toasted bread, not so much. I don't know. Kind of get the toasted bread. Hey, everybody's got a different palate. So there you go. How many people do you have rolling the American down down at your factory there? Right now we have uh, two hand cigar rollers make the American. Each one rolls about 100 cigars per day. Uh, so our production really is 200 cigars a day. A thousand per week, more or less. Um, but, the, but the way we're rolling the American is, is quite unusual. And what I mean by that is, is, is if we go to our factory or others in Nicaragua, Honduras, the Dominican Republic, their rollers, bunchers, packers, everyone is paid on piecework. The more cigars you roll, the more cigars you pack, the more you're paid. With the American, we wanted to make sure that every cigar was perfect. And so we, we took away the incentive for somebody to um, roll too quickly. And, and so our cigar rollers are, are paid a salary, and, and they're, they're salaried employees, and they roll about 100 cigars a day, more or less. But more important than the number is just making sure that every cigar is perfect. And so we have two rollers in Tampa, and a team that supports them, that, that ferments and prepares the tobacco, that bans the cigars, that inspects the cigars. It's a, it, it, it's a little factory within a factory in our El Relo Cigar Factory in Tampa. And uh, starting in February, you'll be able to uh, come to our factory and visit and see the American rolled in our El Relo Factory in Tampa. And that was something I wanted to get to is I know that you guys are doing a lot of renovation and everything. I follow it on on Instagram, and I really like seeing all the pictures of all the, the old um, 
photos and, and various items and stuff that you guys seem to be finding all over the place and in your factory as you're doing this work and everything. What uh, Can you tell us a bit of about the, the renovation work that you're doing, but then in turn, um, you're, you're opening up your factory as, as a cigar museum uh, early next year, correct? Yeah, exactly. And so our, our factory, El Rolo, was built in 1910. It's been used as a cigar factory for more than a century. And uh, when it was built 100 years ago, 109 years ago, it was thought to be the largest cigar factory in the world. It was built to have a 1,000 employees there rolling cigars, making cigars every day. So it's a beautiful building built in the Ybor City style, which means three stories plus a basement facing running east to west to capture the northern light. And so it, it's a beautiful example of Ybor City's cigar history there. But as I'm sure you can imagine, after 109 years of, of wear, tear, and love, the, 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 the factory is showing its age. Mm-hmm. And so in anticipation for our 125th anniversary next year, we've been working with a historic preservation architect and some um, uh, so, 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 uh, engineer and construction folks to restore El Relo to its grandeur, to restore it to the way it was a century ago. And so we're, we're making some some sort of structural improvements just to shore up the building so that it will last for another 100 years. Um, we're making some operational improvements that, that will allow us to, to ship more cigars, for example. And then we're also making some visitor improvements as well, which uh, will allow us to turn El Rolo into what we hope will be the uh, premier cigar tourism destination in the United States. And what I mean by that is if you think about wineries in California and elsewhere and people who go there for a tour, a tasting to really understand what it takes to grow grapes and to make wine or or that the bourbon trail or craft breweries that welcome visitors in for tours and tastings. We want to do the same for premium cigars. We want to be that destination for passionate cigar aficionados to come to the cigar city, learn how cigars are made, see it, even roll a cigar yourself if you want to. Um, And we want to do that in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida. So starting February, when our construction is complete, we will rededicate our El Rolo Cigar Factory and open it up to visitors. And included in there will be a, a new cigar museum telling the story of our 124 years in business, as well as the history of Ybor City. We're going to have a theater showing uh, old cigar films and and uh, news clips and, and stories about Ybor City. We'll have an event space so that we can host events and meetings, weddings, conferences, and so forth in a cigar-friendly atmosphere. We're going to have a new handmade cigar factory uh, within a factory on our third floor where we'll be rolling the American and other cigars. And when you walk in there, it's going to feel like you stepped back in time. You step back into a a cigar factory from Ybor City 100 years ago. And we're going to have a factory store as well where you can can see and buy 
cigars that we roll in Tampa, as well as from every other little Ybor City cigar company as well. There's a bunch of, of little one, two, three roller cigar companies. We want to showcase their cigars as well so that visitors can come in and, and, and see Ybor City and the history and, uh, and, and be able to experience the, the cigar culture and the cigar community firsthand. So we're very excited by it and uh, hope that you and your listeners will come and visit us in Tampa early next year. Yeah, definitely. That sounds really cool. I think a trip can be arranged. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Now, I want to throw in real quick. Um, you were talking about construction there with the building and whatnot, and we were talking about the uh, two rollers you have, and I've got to compliment them. This is a perfectly constructed cigar, and, I mean, it's just, it, it's it's solid. It is smoking well. I've got a great line. It's a super tight burn line. Oh, absolutely. It is a very impressive cigar. Well, thank you very much for saying that. Um, so within, so your family, you you you've been you've pointed out your family business has been active for 124 years. What does it mean to you to have brought back to, to your through your efforts to have brought back the American and and put your put your stamp as a fourth generation member of this family to put your stamp on the on the company's history. You know, it's a real privilege for me to be able to continue a legacy that my great-grandfather started 124 years ago. We're a family business. We've been that way for more than a century. And our one goal as a company is we just want to continue rolling cigars by hand 100 years from now. We make our cigars today just like my great-grandfather did in 1895. And we want to continue this tradition and this legacy for another century. And so uh, being able to restore El Relo is, um, is, is one way to do that and signals our investment in the future. And in addition, restoring our factory in Tampa and introducing the American and celebrating the, the history of Ibor City is our way of also giving back to the city of Tampa, which has supported us and supported the cigar industry for so long. Um, before the cigar industry came to Tampa in the 1880s, Tampa was little more than just a village at the mouth of a river. There was very few people there, no industry, and it was just a tiny little town. And so the cigar industry uh, really is what caused Tampa to develop into the city that it is today. And now that we're the last operating cigar factory in Tampa, we feel an, a social and a moral obligation to our community to be able to tell the story of Tampa cigar heritage and keep that heritage, keep that legacy alive for future generations. So it's, it, it's very exciting and, 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 um, and wonderful and humbling to be able to continue this legacy and this tradition as a family, as well as a uh, community in Tampa. Now, you touched on something in your in your answer there about how you'd like to continue um, the cigar making process as the way you've done it for the next hundred years. And I know that um, you serve as the general counsel for your family's company, correct? Right. And I know you've been very active 
in the efforts lobbying the FDA and the federal government and speaking out on uh, behalf of the of the premium cigar industry in regards to federal regulation. Can you tell us a little bit about your work on that front and kind of what you sure. see coming for to, to the cigar industry in the next couple of years? Absolutely. So first of all, we're a family business owned and operated by, by our family. And so as a family business, all of us kind of do a little bit of, of everything, whether it's operations, marketing, uh, product development. Um, but in my case, I, I'm the Newman who went to law school, which also makes me the uh, company lawyer. <laughs> and uh, the, the reality is the world that we live in today uh, um, means that the cigar industry is being regulated, being regulated by the FDA here, being regulated by similar entities in pretty much every country around the world. And so a, a, a lot of the work that, that I do is related to that. Um, I, I lived in Washington, D.C. For, for, for 10 years and worked for the, the government there for a while. So um, I, I'm, I'm one of the unique people in the industry in that I can roll a cigar with my own hands and understand the process very well, but I also understand um, the, the legal world and the regulatory world very well too. And so I spend a lot of time uh, going back to Washington these days just trying to help our legislators, trying to help uh, the FDA understand what a premium cigar is and how it's a, a handcrafted, all-natural, old-world tradition and, and, and why treating it and regulating it like a, a cigarette or like an e-cigarette or even uh, like a mass-market cigar just really doesn't make sense um, because our, our, our goal, again, is to be in business for another 100 years. In order to do that, we need to make sure that the, the government allows us to uh, do that. So, it, so it, these days it takes a lot of time and effort trying to help ensure that the uh, that we can all be enjoying premium cigars in the United States for another hundred years. So then in terms of I, I've spoken with Frank Herrera and he's kind of basically said the the FDA regulations are what the FDA regulations are at this point and you know everybody's just gonna have to figure out a way to to live within them and, and you know that's sort of and I'm kind of you know paraphrasing what he said so i'm not saying he said that exactly but um within that like so what do you see in the near future for for the cigar industry dealing with these fda regulations and various things like you know flavor bans and and everything else well you know i think there's still a lot of unknowns when the fda decided in 2016 to expand its authority beyond cigarettes and smokeless tobacco to cover every type of tobacco product, the FDA basically made that decision and at the same time said, we'll figure out many of the details later. And so here we are three plus years later, and there's still a lot of unknowns. Specifically, um, there are three parts of FDA regulation that, that worries the most. The first being pre-market review substantial equivalency, the second being HPHC health testing, and the third being warning labels. And for the, the first two of those items, no one really knows 
including FDA, how premium cigars are supposed to go through the substantial equivalency pre-market review process and how health testing is supposed to work for premium cigars. And so it, it, it's kind of like trying to fly the plane while you build it, which in one sense, from the agency's perspective, I guess it works. But as a manufacturer trying to comply with the law and, 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 and plan and so forth, it makes it really challenging and frustrating the fact that we uh, are, are trying to figure all this out um, um, while it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it seems like there's a number of deadlines that are coming coming very soon. And, and to your point that they, they, there's still a lot of details still to be fleshed out. I mean, you know, I, I guess, and I'm not asking you to necessarily comment on this, but it, it doesn't seem that that the situation is, is very well organized if details need to be planned out, but deadlines are looming, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, the, the cigar industry has been working together to challenge FDA's regulations, specifically the lack of clarity on a lot of this stuff. And... And we've been able to um, have some success in that regard. I mean, for instance, um, there was a deadline uh, uh, to test premium cigars, but FDA still hasn't said how we're supposed to do that. There aren't any uh, international standards or reliable ways for testing premium cigars like there are that exist for cigarettes and so forth. And so we've been successful in getting that delayed and, 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 and to be more specific the where health testing stands now is that uh, that the deadline won't apply until FDA first issues guidance on how testing is supposed to work and so it's um, it, it's just kind of one of those things that we're working through but even as recently as uh, yesterday uh, we're, we're pushing this issue in Congress pushing in the courts pushing with the agency, basically just trying to highlight the fact that premium cigars are a distinct class of goods, and you can't take a one-size-fits-all approach and regulate them like cigarettes, regulate them like vapors, that, that we have to, 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 to tailor the regulation of premium cigars to the unique characteristics of uh, all-natural, handcrafted products. Well, speaking of hand-crafted uh, all natural products. We're very much enjoying the American over here. Jeff, Amen. Thoughts as thank you. Thoughts as you were smoking there, Jeff. Like I said, it's just got an incredible flavor to it. The I'm 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 gonna steal something here from another podcast, but I'm stacking dimes. <laughs> I mean this this is so well constructed. I'm genuinely enjoying the cigar, and I love the fact that it's all American, you know, front to back, and that that has to be hard for you to be able to do because there are so many components that go into not only the cigar but the box and everything else did did you have anything that you had trouble being able to get made in america for this cigar so that's a great question at the beginning i was very concerned about the blend i mean there's enough premium cigar tobacco grown in the states i knew we could find enough tobacco cigar tobacco to roll something but i was worried in particular that the blend would be one-dimensional that uh, it would be kind of flat or even too sort of mellow but after some trial and error we're, we were 
we're very happy to be able to craft what we think is a is a really solid medium bodied cigar that's flavorful, that's enjoyable, that's not this sort of one dimensional uh, product. I mean, to be more specific, I, I didn't want the gim- the the American to be a gimmick. I mean, mm-hmm. We're yes. making a real world class cigar. I mean, it's unique in that it's all American, but it's also still a really, really good cigar. And so uh, at the beginning, it took us a while to figure out the right mix of tobacco. And, and just to be be even clearer on this point, um, tobacco isn't all the same. And so, like, for instance, the, the cigarette tobacco and the chewing tobacco that's grown in Virginia and North Carolina and Kentucky and elsewhere – None of that is used for cigars. It's a, it's a different species. It's like an apple to an orange. Uh, they're they're both fruit, but 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 they're very different. And so and so the the amount of cigar tobacco that's grown in the states is relatively small. And so we we just don't have as much to work with like we do when we uh, go to Nicaragua or the Dominican Republic and can blend um, tobacco small over. So 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 being able to get a good blend was our first real challenge, but we're really pleased with uh, how it uh, turned out and the well, you, flavorable medium body cigar that we're able to create. You've definitely pulled that off here. This is an excellent cigar. Thank you. Yes. And, you know, we since starting the podcast, we've smoked, you know, and I've smoked cigars on and off for many, many years, but it's been one of those things where, you know, we've had some cigars that we've really enjoyed and we've had some cigars just horribly underwhelm us. And this is not one of those. This no, is a this great is, smoke. This is definitely one that, while while I mean, it would be very awkward with you on the phone if it wasn't. <laughs> but but it really is a good cigar. Well, and and admittedly, while it might be a cigar that's kind of maybe a little more difficult for some of our listeners to track down, um, just due to seek it out. You know the limited supply that that your rollers can can produce and. And everything else, it's definitely one that if you do stumble across one somewhere, or, or in my case, you know, have somebody say, you know, hey, I can get these for you. Do you want them? I would, I would highly recommend all of our listeners do that because this is, it, it's an experience of a cigar. You to be able to say you're having a, and, a fully all American cigar, I think it's definitely worth the time and effort to to track one down. And I hate to say this, going into it smoking this cigar, I'm not going to lie to you. I really thought. It was a gimmick cigar. It's not. It's a great cigar. So I was going into what you were talking about where you didn't want it to be a gimmick, and it definitely is not. Really uh, I really appreciate it. You know, cigars are all about relaxation and enjoyment. Nobody needs a cigar. We choose to light up and enjoy a cigar for pleasure. You know, somebody makes a glass. Somebody makes scissors somebody makes um towels you know there are a lot of things out there there that exist for utility and and you kind of just need to have but cigars aren't like that and so it's really important to us particularly as a family business to be able to uh, connect with the people who enjoy our products because they're made purely for relaxation enjoyment so it's really meaningful to hear you guys enjoy the cigar and, and because that's really what it's all about. And But particularly with the American, to be able to have a cigar that's enjoyable but also connects back to the history of, of, of our country, the history of our 
family business of the Cigar City of Tampa. It's just a really special uh, thing, I think, and really appreciate you guys uh, lighting up the American. Yeah, definitely. Well, Drew, we really appreciate your time. Um, is there anything that you'd like to uh, talk about, anything that you'd like to promote, anything upcoming that you'd like the, the listeners to know about? No, I, I would, I'll just say that in addition to the American, uh, we also roll a wide variety of other cigars. Yes, that's true. Um, we, we have our uh, our J.C. Newman Pensa factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, which is the, the second largest factory there, and that's where we roll our, our Brickhouse cigars, Coral Del Mar, El Baton, our, our Quorum bundled cigars, and a bunch of others. And we've also been partners with the Arturo Fuente family for 30-plus years now, and, and they make our Diamond Crown Classic and Maximus and Julius Caesar and Black Diamond cigars and our Cuesta Ray cigars as well, and, and we sell their cigars in the United States. And, and so we have a, a wide variety of handmade cigars on the market, and uh, you know, I think when I walk into a, uh, a humidor in a retail store, a lounge around the country, I always think to myself, what really separates us, us being J.C. Newman and our partners, the Arturo Puente family, is that we are both two, four-generation, hundred-plus-year-old family businesses that have been making cigars for more than a century, and so. Um, you know, as, as both companies were, were, were very personally invested and in uh, it, it, which means that we want to make sure that every cigar is right and, and that it's as perfect as it can be. And we really appreciate you for helping us tell our story and, 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 and sharing the enjoyment of cigars with your listeners. And uh, I'm so happy to hear that you're enjoying the American. Yeah. Now, to your point there. I, I am a big fan of the Brick House. I like the... Uh, As am I. I, I prefer... Thank the, you. I really like... I, I'm a big fan of the, the Mighty Mighty size. I, I'm a 6 by 60 kind of guy. So the fact nice. that you guys offer that, I love that, both in the Maduro and the Connecticut. And I know Jeff is a, a regular smoker of the Quorums. I actually am. I like the uh, Toro showed, or, uh, Shade Grown. So I, I enjoy those cigars. I, I do a lot of traveling. And the thing I like about it, for me... You know, let's be honest, I'm cheap, and everybody that listens to the podcast knows that because I've said it over and over, but it's a very affordable cigar, so if you're going to be doing a lot of driving, and you know, like I do in my Jeep, I'll, I'll light up a cigar when I get going somewhere, and you know, it usually takes me about an hour to finish a cigar as I drive wherever I'm going, and it's one of those things where, you know, I can, I can have a cigar, I can enjoy it, but it's a little more affordable for me. Um, but again, you know, breaking out a brick house, um, I recently, we have a store here in the St. Louis area that had a promotion going on and it was buy five brick house and we got a free ashtray. So I have a couple of your ashtrays that I, <laughs> I started stacking those up like cordwood as I went there. So thank you. Yeah, though no, that, that sits on my back deck proudly and is in use, uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, two things there, the first with quorum, you know, I, I, uh, it, it's the number one selling cigar brand out of Nicaragua right now. And the reason is it's because it's just an incredible value. And I appreciate you referring to it as an affordable cigar. Sometimes people call it a cheap cigar, but I, I really hate that term because it's a high quality handmade product and it, it's got a great flavor. It burns well. 
we, we age the, the, the tobaccos that go in it just like um, a, 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 a box cigar like Brickhouse, but, but because of the efficiency of our factory and the fact that we're an old company, we're able to, to, to roll it at, at, a, at a pretty affordable price, and, and it's, it's a really good cigar, and, and it just does really well, and so really can't go wrong with Quorum. And then with Brickhouse, too, the, the one thing I'll, I'll, I'll mention about, about Brickhouse is that when you, when you open up a box of Brickhouse or look at one of those ashtrays that you have and you see the historic Brickhouse cigar label, that, uh, that was my great-great-grandparents' house in Austria-Hungary. Um, oh. my, my, my grandfather told – my great-grandfather told the story that he was born in Austria-Hungary in 1875, and he was born in, in a small village. And in that village, uh, the family house was the only house made out of brick. Oh. And on the first floor – was a, a sort of a, a general store slash tavern. It was kind of like a community gathering space. On the second floor is where my um, my, my family lived. And when they immigrated to the United States, along with so many others, in the late 1800s, and they my family settled in, in Cleveland, and, and there it was the height of the Industrial Revolution. It was a big, bustling, humming city. It was loud and, and, and dirty. Um, and just full of life, but but my great grandfather missed his homeland. He missed the pastoral setting of being out in nature with animals and clean air and pastures. And so, uh, in uh, in in the 1920s and 30s, he made brick house cigars as kind of like an, uh, a throwback to uh, where he was born. And so every time I open up a uh, a, a box of brick house. I always look at the label and see that was the house where uh, my uh, great grandfather was born into, and it was one of his earliest brands. And so it's a it's a very special brand for us, and really appreciate uh, hearing that you guys enjoy it. I really like knowing that you guys have so much family history tied into your brands and your and your products. That it it, it adds an extra level of of kind of specialness to to what you guys are putting out, knowing that. There's so much of your your own family history and so much of yourselves wrapped up into your products. Well, it, it, it's, it's who we are. It's who our family and, and our company is. And you know, the great thing about the cigar industry is is that we are an industry of families and family businesses, with a few small exceptions. I mean, that that's what our industry is. And whether it's the Fuente family, the Padrone family. Perdomo family, we can go on and on. We're a bunch of families, many of us who've been doing business together for for decades and generations. And so while we may be competitors in one sense, we're all friends. And there's a common belief that the premium cigar industry is stronger when we are all in it together. In other words, like we really like competition we really like having new small companies people starting to make their own cigars all of that sort of energy and vibrancy is really healthy for the cigar industry and so we think there's plenty of room for everybody to be successful in the cigar industry you know mm-hmm. and uh, we hope it, that that continues to be the case well it, it's funny that you say that because as we've been doing this podcast now the cigar pulpit for 
months, months and months, yeah, um, we have gotten to meet you know several of the cigar manufacturers, several of the members of the families, and it's funny to hear you say what you just said because that's what we're finding throughout the entire industry. It's not just you saying it; it's how everyone actually feels. Well, I think it's true, and it's one of those things that's just unique about the premium cigar industry uh, that you don't find with uh, the people who make toilet paper or, 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 or toothbrushes. It's, it, it's just something special about um, the handcrafted premium cigar industry. Well, Drew, thank you very much for all of your time. This has been just a fantastic conversation, and we've really enjoyed getting to know the backstory of both you, your company, and the, the American as we sit and enjoy the American. Well, thank you so much for taking the uh, uh, time to talk with me this um, afternoon, and so happy that you're able to enjoy the American, and just want to invite you and all your listeners to come visit us in the historic cigar city of Tampa, Florida uh, next year, and, and to be able to uh, to see our El Rolo factory. We'd love to have you there and help us celebrate our, our family and our company's 125th anniversary next year most definitely do you guys have a uh, date on the calendar for when you're looking at kind of kicking that off or is it still kind of up in the air and and people can so we expect our, our restoration to be complete and to reopen the factory to the public in in late february we don't have an exact uh date then but uh um, starting around late february our factory will be open for visitors and tours and rolling classes and 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 so forth uh um monday through friday and uh we'd love to have you guys visit yeah that that may have to be a spring nick and gator uh experience i i think it might so um in terms of uh following jc newman on on social media you guys where where are you all at so our our website is jcnewman.com and we're uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and it's just J.C. Newman, and we'll love to uh, connect with you on social media and, and hopefully meet you uh, in Tampa. Perfect. I think we can make that happen. Yep. Well, Drew, thank Looking you. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate it. Of course. And, and nice. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say as we leave here, i got to tell you, I'm loving the cigar. I've, I'm halfway through the cigar, and I haven't asked yet. I've Nick's asked two or three times now, and I'm just hanging on because it's it's so well constructed, and it's just I mean it's just a beautiful cigar. Well, thank you so much for saying that. You know there there are a lot of wonderful cigars in the world, but there there truly is no cigar like the American. And just so happy that you're enjoying it, and and cause that's what it's all about. We make these cigars to to, to tell the story and, and to be enjoyed, and and so happy that uh, you're able to enjoy it. Well, once again, we really want to thank Drew Newman for coming on and talking with us about the cigar. This is just, I mean, I can't say enough good things about the American. I know um, i know when I talk to people about this cigar, they've kind of had some hesitations, you know, like, oh, you know, can an American cigar stack up with Dominican and Honduran and all day. whatever? And, and all day. I will safely say 100% yes, all day. Now, Nick, I know you could tell that Mr. Newman when I would gush about the cigar and I was gushing about the cigar because it's really good. Um, But you could tell he was being very humble about that. Am I lying about my ash? Nope. You haven't ashed yet. No, this thing is a thing of beauty. He is stacking dimes and working on a perfect, perfect smoke over there. Although it is lagging. It's starting to sway just a little bit there. You might want to 
I want to swivel. Let's do and, a little rotate. And at some point, you're going to get to the point that you're going to have to crane the head back and actually take a draw off of it so that you can start keeping it vertical. But, yeah, I, I'm shocked but at how well this little Robusto is doing. It is holding together nicely over there. Well, what are so. you getting on flavor? You know, I'm, I know you're making fun of me about the toasted bread, but I'm still getting kind of toasted bread and, and kind of a leatherish kind of yes. you okay. know, thing. Okay, I'm getting the leather and okay. some pepper now. On the, really but I'm, a, I'm on I'm the back third. Really not getting pepper. I, I'm getting that's pepper. the one thing I will say. I haven't really gotten much in the way of pepper off hmm. of this cigar at all. Maybe that's just because I'm drawn through a beautiful ash. Have you retrohaled? I did. You watched me. <laughs> and I think you were scared to death I was going to bust out coffee. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but anyway, so no, this is, I, I have really enjoyed this cigar. This has been a really fantastic experience. It's it's good on the retro hail. I just did another one. Okay. You well, watched me. I did. You I saw did. it go down. And, it di- and you didn't hack up a No, lot, this, so. is, this is a very, very good cigar. Well, the, and, and where and did I, we find them? That's the problem. Well, and that is the little bit of an issue is with only a couple people rolling it and and everything. I know that it is extraordinarily limited. I mean, is it more available East Coast I'm, or South? I couldn't tell you that. I, I the place that um, Adam Stevens grabbed one for us is in. And by the way, thank you. Adam. Yes, super big thank you. Is in Pennsylvania. So I, you know, for what it's worth. Ours came from Pennsylvania. I know that two guys smoke shops. The, well, you know the, what? That the, would make uh, sense. Cigar authority guys. The you tobacco know. is coming from there, and it would make sense that they're available there for purchase. True. Yeah. I mean, they're rolling them in Florida, so they'd have well, to ship yeah, them back. Well, yeah, but you but know what yeah. I'm saying. The tobacco yeah. is being grown there, so that, that, that's it kind would, of a neat It tie would in. kind of make sense. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just just a good cigar. Just a good all-around cigar. You're still not getting any pepper, though. That, that surprises me. I'm really not getting the pepper. I'm just getting the... It's been pretty, I'd say from about the second half or second third to the to the final third, it's really been that. And this has been putting off a lot of smoke. It definitely does kick yeah. out a lot of smoke. And, I mean, you know you're, it, it's a great cigar. I yeah. can't, I cannot say enough good things about it. I And, and in truthfulness, I've. What I, would we have done if it had been a bad cigar? Lied through our teeth. <laughs> No, but we've never no, done that. We've we haven't never done that we have to this not. point. I mean, but that would have been awkward. I mean, thank God it's a great cigar. Yeah, we kinda, but well, I hedged my bets. I kind of, I, I, I wondered or I hoped we that were it was out on go the ledge well. on this one. I hoped that it was going to go well. But, thank God it did. But yeah, this know. is like I said, I have no complaints about the cigar one bit. I, I will say it. all the reviews I've heard about this cigar have been highly positive. So I figured we, it was probably it a was safe, a safe bet. It was a yeah. safe bet that we could we could do this and and. I thought it was really neat to have Drew on talking about it as we were smoking it just because like, and, and he was very humble about it, but by all accounts, he pushed this through. I mean, yeah. his dad was on the cigar authority and basically told the story of how Drew came to him and said, I want to do this. And he, he told him like, are you nuts? And, <laughs> and, and Drew pushed forward and well, and he made was it right. happen. And he was right. it's, it's, Definitely a, a project fulfilled greatly. By the way, before we wrap up here, I just want to give a shout out to the Cigar Authority. Nice job on your 500th uh, episode. Yes, and we'll see uh, where they go from there. So. And you know, it, that's one of the funny things about this. You you would almost consider us competitors, but see, but but I love listening to those guys. Well, and it kind of goes back to what Drew was saying about how 
you know, there's the friendly competition within the cigar manufacturers. Yep. You know, you have all the different families, but they're all friends, but they're 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 in competition we, with one another, I but at the same time. But I kind of look at it in the same way on the podcast side yeah. with, with everything. You know, I mean, I've kind of gotten to know uh, the guys over at Cigar Talk through Instagram quite a bit. And, um, you know, the Cigar Did Authority. Did we ever send them that box of Fat Bottom Bettys we were going to ship out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just send it home with Falconer when he comes up here to visit. Exactly. You know, I'll save the postage. But, you know, and then, uh, but there's a handful of others. I mean, there's there's a bunch of different shows that, that I think. You know, Dad Smoking Cigars um, is another really good one. Yep. You know, I mean, there, there's a bunch of these podcasts, and we're all doing the same thing. We're all just getting on the microphone and expressing our love of what we're what we're smoking and what we're enjoying. And it all ultimately is the same. We're, we're heading in the same direction. We don't need to compete with one another. Yeah. So. Well, and, and I started to say this earlier, but you were on a roll, so I didn't want to stop you. Um <laughs> But, you know, we've actually sat with cigar manufacturers and, you know, had some drinks and smoked cigars with them and watched them talk back and forth. And it, they're genuinely friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 not it's not what I would have thought before we started the podcast, because to me, they were big faceless corporations. And now that I've gotten to know some of these people, the cigar industry is just families. Yeah. It's just families. It's and. A- they do an incredible job, and they put out great products that, like, one of the things that Mr. Newman said is that a cigar is meant to be, to help you relax and, and to be enjoyed, and there's a lot of truth to that, because yeah. Nick and I have talked about this a lot, and we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but one of the big things, you know, I've been smoking cigars and, and pipes since I was 16 years old. Nick started, what, a year and a half ago? About a year and a half ago. Yeah, so he's fairly new to this. But it's one of those things where in, in the industry we're in, um, in journalism, you know, we're, we're going all the time. We're always on call. You know, something could happen. And we have to drop everything and run and cover it. I had to do that last, uh, what, Saturday? Yes. No, Friday night. Yep. There was a a, we had a gas explosion in an apartment, and I had to go up and take pictures of the fire and everything else. And, you know, just had to had to deal with it. And. That was, what, 8 o'clock at night? It was freezing cold out, and I'm putting on shoes and running out in the cold to stand there and get yelled at by firemen for being too close. And so. that's that's one of the things I like about cigars is it forces us to just stop and relax, and we kind of turn off mm-hmm. for 45 minutes to an hour, and it's just, you know, it, it's it's good for the soul. It is. It yep. is indeed. Absolutely. Well, uh, Nick, do you want to hit our sponsor real quick? Yeah. So we have partnered with MyMonthlyCigars.com. And now if you head on over to MyMonthlyCigars.com and sign up for the um, four cigar box for $30, you can get that. And the deal is we will be smoking. Oh, Jeff just lost those ashes. <laughs> I party fell. He just Finally, but I'll tell you what, folks, was he beautiful. got through. Show me how much you've got left there. I'm down to the nub. He's down to just barely the nub. I it, mean, was, it was a smoke he, too far. He's definitely past the final, the, the start of the final third. So he made it quite a ways before that thing finally crashed and burned. Boy, it's but, still smoking good, too. Yeah. So, But um, if you go to MyMonthlyCigars.com and pick up the subscription for the, for the four cigar box, that box is going to essentially be the Cigar Pulpit Care Package. And what's going to happen is 
Every month, we are going to smoke those four cigars in four episodes, so you can get that, and you can hang on to those cigars, smoke along with us, and, you know, let us know what you think of the cigars within the box. And just when you go over there and you sign up, use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, and that gets you either 20% off uh, your order if, of items from within their store or um, free shipping off of your first um, subscription box. That's awesome. And, you know, we, we always talk about this, and I've got to throw this out. And I know we sound like a broken record, but we mean it. We're big fans of the brick-and-mortar store. We're sitting at the Hill Cigar Company right now doing our recording. They have set us up with a beautiful spot here. We have a nice heater. Yes. You know, it's the dead of winter it, already, it, and we, we just skipped fall completely. It's like 35 degrees outside, but it's nice and toasty here in this little room with the heater. It so. really is. And But but that being said, we're big fans of the brick and mortar. So if you find a cigar you like with the, you know, my monthly cigar box, ask your store to carry it. Or you know what? They might already be carrying it. It might be a cigar that you've overlooked that you now get a chance to try yep. and you can go to your brick and mortar then and, um, you know, keep purchasing that cigar. So I think it's a win-win. It is. And I'd be remiss in, in not pointing out the MSRP guarantee with MyMonthlyCigars.com where the uh, manufacturer retail price of all of these cigars within the box will total or uh, equal or greater surpass, yeah. surpass the um, $30 price point for that subscription box. So, like, for example, I think the last couple of boxes have run closer to 45 to $50 MSRP versus the, the $30 price point to get it through the club. So That's awesome. Yep. So go ahead, head on over there, and get that. And, again, we've got to say thank you to Mr. Newman for coming on today. Yes. It was a great interview. And, you know, I, I learned a lot about the family and about the company that I did not know. No, it was it was a, a great – he was very gracious to give us so much time, and I, I really appreciate it. And I think it added a lot to the, the experience of smoking the American. So, Jeff, final thoughts on the American there as you're pretty much near the end? Good all-around cigar. I hope I can track him down. I'm going to say I hope to get my hands if, on a if few more of them at some point. If you're somewhere where you can get the American – Get the American and smoke the American. You're going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I concur completely. It's got the gator guarantee. <laughs> gator. Oh, my. This might be a new thing. The gator guarantee. Mm -hmm. so. Well, folks, unless, Jeff, do you have anything else for the betterment of the cause? I, I think I've bettered the cause as much as I can. There you go. You've been on your best behavior today. You know what? It, I will give you a lot of credit. I was really nervous <coughs> having a, a, a interview with a cigar manufacturer and you in on it. This is the first, folks. This is the first one. If you go back and listen, this is the first time Jeff has sat in on an interview with one of those cigar manufacturers. Now, did you notice the fact that I had you, some product I knowledge say, questions? You even did some some actual like legit show prep and research there <laughs> and you should have seen nick's face oh my god guys i lit up like <laughs> i i looked at him wide-eyed like holy shit you know what you're doing <laughs> i mean it was amazing i own a radio station for the love of god i yeah. mean i know how to interview people oh but i he just doesn't trust me. I don't. <laughs> well, and what's funny before we Not started, at all. Nick Nick has been hearing the sound over his headphones, and it, we were getting set up. Wow, 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 wow! That was me burning myself, folks. Yes. <laughs> so trying to get that last little bit of know, life right? out of the nub, and I just we know. we need one of those cigar pick things. To, I do. Yeah. Nick has been hearing this noise through the headphones, so every time I would put my 
headphones down, he would hear this noise. And we're trying to figure out what it is. We're searching all over. We're looking under the table, on the table. Something's making like a, a funny squeaky sound. Uh-huh. <laughs> you like that? I did my Christmas yeah, vacation. Yeah, I gotcha. Right? And the funny thing is, it was me the whole time rubbing my shoe on the chair. Fuck. But every... <laughs> I knew it was you. When I would put my headphones on, I would stop doing it. And he didn't realize that it was all coordinated. No, so, I knew it was you. No, f- I just couldn't prove it. The God. funny the funny Damn thing it. is, he took his headphones off and then I told him it stopped. <laughs> or it started when he took his headphones off. So he thought it was still going on even though he couldn't hear me do it with his headphones off because I wasn't doing it. And I just... Oh, I triggered him so bad. Oh, folks, he pushed me right up to the edge right before Drew called. And I'm just sitting here waiting for that phone call. And I'm just on my last nerve already. And then to be sitting here petrified, wondering what kind of stu- – I just kept waiting for you to just blurt out in the middle of – America. Like, exactly. That's all you expected all from me, wasn't it? All I expected you to do at some point would just be like, America. And, and like, you know, I just – I knew it. I knew it was going to come. And I'll give you credit. You didn't do it. So <laughs> I, just, I just jacked with you before we went on the air today. Oh, Lord. Here, let me see if I can recreate the sound now. I don't know if anybody. I don't know if anybody's going to pick that up or not. But, yeah. Oh, oh dear God. So. Yeah, Nick was so triggered. Anyway, this is what I have to deal with, folks. It was so much fun. <laughs> you have no idea, people. You have no idea. Well, guys, thank you so much. Yes, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. That's Gator. And we want to thank Drew Newman and everybody else. Stay smoky.